Welcome back everyone to Birching in the West, where we talk about all things related to being an educational activist with the John Birch Society and for Liberty. I'm your host, Eldon Stahl. We have uh, a number of folks on today and some of you I'm sure are watching or listening by, uh, to the recording, but uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about Senator, former governor, former presidential candidate, Mitt Romney. He's made quite a few headlines lately with his vote against, uh, you might say, for uh, impeachment of President Trump. He voted twice for that, one on the first attempt and one on the second attempt uh, in those trials in the Senate. And so a lot of people have kind of mm, started to think a bit differently about Senator Romney. Uh, now, this wasn't the first instance, but uh, something that uh, we it's certainly worth discussing, especially with a lot of folks that are going to be um, looking at, at this video and, and listening uh, who are from Utah and maybe supported Senator Romney or presidential cabinet Romney in 2008 or 2012. So uh, let's take a little a deeper look. It's called uh, Mitt Romney, uh, a closer look, right? So I'm going to share my screen and uh, we're going to talk about uh, a number of things that um, might, might concern a person about Senator Romney if they were uh, describing themselves as a constitutional conservative. Um, is it, these are things that somebody might say, you know, that, that doesn't seem to jive with what I thought about Romney, or it, it seemed like he was uh, on the other side of that issue previously. So let's, let's take a look at a few of these things. Um, all right, we have somebody else coming in here. Oh, welcome, Kathleen. All right. So, open this up here. I have a couple of different things about Senator Romney that might be worth looking at. All right. Okay. See if I get the right thing here. Okay, let's start out with this little video. Once upon a time in 2012, Senator Romney, uh, then presidential candidate and former Governor Romney from Massachusetts was running for US president. And he gave a number of speeches about foreign policy. He wanted to make sure people understood where he stood on foreign policy. So let's take a look about what he, what he stood for at that time. And actually, where I share that. I gotta get me a pen. I wanna hear this about Mitt Romney. All right. I'm going to stop this share. Oh. All right. There you go. Got to make sure everybody can hear it. If I play it without clicking a certain thing, then people won't be able to hear. So, oh, release come in. All right. So this is Senator Romney, October 7th, 2012, before the Citadel. Of course, it doesn't have to be this way. 
This isn't our destiny. It's a choice. We're a democracy. You decide. In this campaign for the presidency of the United States, I will offer a very different vision of America's role in the world and of America's destiny. Our next president is going to face many difficult and complex foreign policy decisions. Few of them will be black and white. But I'm here today to tell you that I'm guided by one overwhelming conviction and passion. This century must be an American century. In an American century, America has the strongest economy and the strongest military in the world. In an American century, America leads the free world and the free world leads the entire world. God did not create this country to be a nation of followers. America is not destined to be one of several equally balanced global powers. America must lead the world or someone else will. Without American leadership, without clarity of American purpose and resolve, the world becomes a far more dangerous place and liberty and prosperity would surely be among the first casualties. Let me make this very clear. As President of the United States, I will devote myself to an American century and I will never, ever apologize for America. All right. Well, that all sounds pretty good. I probably to the average person, right? The American century. What exactly was Mitt Romney talking about there? The American century. Well, let's take a look a little closer at that idea. And we'll pull up something else. Have any of you heard of this? The project for a new American century? Some of you that might have seen the Constitution as a Solution videos, you're probably familiar with this. This is something associated with what we would call a neoconservative view of foreign policy and of government itself, that using the military might, that America should basically reshape the world in the, Melvin, in the name. Yep. It's kind of unreadable. Oh, thank you. Okay, is that any better? Can you read it now? Yeah, that's much better. I muted myself, oh, sorry about okay, that. Okay, thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, if you don't unclick the right thing, then you, it's hard to read. Okay, so this is just from Wikipedia, Project for the New American Century. They had a number of things, number of goals that they were for. They wanted to uh, have the United States be in, engaged in the world, basically build a new world order. And um, so pe key people that were supporters of this were William Crystal, co-founder and chairman, Robert Kagan, Bruce Jackson, Mark Gerson. And then you see other people who you might, might recognize, John Bolton. Uh, some of some of the people, Richard Pearl, you might recognize him. You might have heard of somebody named um, Richard Cheney, Dick Cheney, 
He was on there, Steve Forbes, right? Uh, so basically what Mitt Romney was saying in here is that he is for the idea of neoconservative foreign policy, globalism, a new world order. Uh, this is what he was saying. And it, uh, he, he made it a little less than subtle, although you probably would have to be a kind of a policy wonk to pick up on that. Now, here, here's another interesting little tidbit. Let me see if I can pull this up. Ah, okay. Anybody recognize this fellow? Hopefully you do. His, his name's right there, Marco Rubio. But you see the tagline right under when he was running for president in 2016. A new American century. Huh. You probably just thought of that just off the cuff, right? A little interesting there. So that was Marco Rubio. He was basically saying, hey, I'm the new guy to implement the, the deep state, the, the, uh, the new world order type of stuff, the globalism that uh, where Romney left off. Okay, so that's a little kind of... Uh, Interesting little tidbit. You might, might not have been aware of that about Mitt Romney. But let's go back a little farther. Uh, Mitt Romney's father was named George Romney. He was the governor of Michigan during the 60s, 70s, I believe, as well. Um, some of the 70s. And he was pretty well known for uh, leading General Motors, but uh, that was before it went bankrupt. <laughs> it went downhill, I guess. Um, he was known for being part of the Rockefeller Republicans. So that was George Romney. The apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. The Rockefeller Republicans were really the, you know, the Republican name only, or as people call them, the, the uh, moderate Republicans, sometimes people like to call themselves. Uh, not the constitutional uh, liberty-loving Republicans. We can also look at what Mitt Romney has done in the past. I'd just like to pick up a few highlights of him. Okay. Now, many of you remember that Mitt Romney, he ran in 2012, and he said, we're going to re repeal and replace Obamacare. And Obamacare is this terrible thing. Uh, he had a little quote here from Romney. This is kind of interesting what he said. After he, okay, so this is June 28th, June 28th, 2012, Romney said, what the court did not do on this last day of its session, I will do on my first day if elected president of the United States. And that is, I will act to repeal Obamacare. Obamacare was bad policy yesterday. It's bad policy today. Obamacare was bad law yesterday. It's bad law today. Yay, right? Well, that was while he was trying to get the nomination. He got the nomination that summer for president and then September comes around. One month after he gets the nomination roughly. And he says, now and then the president, Obama, says that I'm the grandfather of Obamacare. I don't think he meant that as a compliment, but I'll take it. Wait a second. What happened there? I thought he was against Obamacare, but now he is happy to be called the kind of the, the godfather in it, as I might call it, of Obamacare. Well, 
Here's a, an interesting thing that he said in November 5th, 2013. So about a year after he lost the election. It said, this is from the New American. It says, last year's Republican presidential nominee told NBC's David Gregory that as president, he too would have demanded that all Americans have health insurance. But unlike President Obama, he would have he would have ordered the states rather than the federal government to figure out how to make that happen. Okay. <laughs> well, for one thing, the president does not have that authority to do that, to just uh, you know, order the states to do something. But uh, that, that didn't escape, or that, that didn't uh, register in his mind, I suppose. But the other thing is, he doesn't seem to be, at least in principle, against something like Obamacare, which was a, a large at the very least, a large increase in the size of the federal government and its intrusiveness into our lives. But it's not just about Obamacare. Another thing that he did, and now this was in August of 2012, uh, about the, a little before he was nominated for president. It says, um, Romney supported the right of the Boy Scouts to decide what it wants to do on the issue of whether to have uh, homosexuals as their members. But he also felt that, quote, all people should be able to participate in the Boy Scouts regardless of their sexual orientation, end quote. Uh, seems like he's trying to play both sides of the issue on that. So that's that's Mitt Romney, a little bit of highlights, something that could should concern people, especially if he's going to run for election in a state like Utah. But it seems like uh, that that didn't, quite happen, or at least people weren't aware of those things. There's a lot of things I could discuss about Mitt Romney. He was for um, amnesty. Uh, he was uh, certainly for involving our troops in many foreign wars, uh, being involved in the United Nations programs. Uh, right uh, just recently, Senator Romney, he introduced the Family Security Act which would provide a monthly cash benefit to families amounting to $350 a month for each young child and $250 a month for each school-aged child. Uh, now, wait a second, that sounds kind of like the welfare state to me. Um, isn't that something that generally Republicans have been against, at least the people that call themselves conservative? That's, that's establishing a whole new entitlement program. That sounds a little odd, but I guess in in uh, in the era of uh, Congress just voting for trillion dollar bills and, and sending money to people, just kind of pick a number out of the air and send them money, maybe that sounds conservative. I don't know, but uh, as the as William Crystal wrote in his book Neoconservatism, um, they were for a conservative welfare state. So I guess that's conservative welfare state. So in that sense, Mitt Romney fits right in. All right, we can take a look at also something that's I, I would highly recommend to people. Uh, this would be, let's see if I can find it here. There we go. If you go to the newamerica.com, you can look up any congressman, congresswoman, and see what their voting record is. So let's do that. Go to the Freedom Index. Scroll down a little bit and you put in Romney. 
Terrible. What is Mitt Romney's voting record? It shows how to contact him, his lifetime score. So he's been in for two years, approximately. His 2020 score. So it's actually gone down. His 2019 score was 27. His 2020 score was 15. So his average score is 21% at this point. Uh, not exactly a good, uh, even among Republicans. Uh, he's competing with quite a few Democrats for a low score at this point. That's so good. So uh, what are some things that kind of pop up in this list of things from, uh, from a constitutional standpoint? Well, for one thing, Mitt Romney seems to be all for NATO. Uh, there was a vote not too long ago. So this was uh, October 22nd, 2019. And there was a question of, well, should, uh, should Macedonia be North Macedonia? Uh, most people don't even know where North, North Macedonia is. I had to look it up on a map too. I just, where is that? Um, should they be allowed into NATO? Now, why should that be a question? Why should that be a concern? Well, because under the agreement of the North, North Atlantic Treaty Organization, if somebody happens to attack this tiny place called North Macedonia, Macedonia, excuse me, the United States of America and all other countries that are part of the NATO would be obliged under this treaty to also go to war to defend North Macedonia. Now, supposedly this is a peace document. Uh, not so much. This would drag us into war um, on something that we have no business being involved in, sending troops. Not that we shouldn't have, I, I suppose, some concern about what happens in North Macedonia. However, uh, that is not what the United States military is for. Uh, let's take a look at another one here. Okay. United States-Mexico-Canada agreement. This expanded NAFTA greatly made an agreement with Canada and Mexico to undermine one of the worst. Uh, yeah, one of the worst agreements ever. Yeah, so, so there you go. And put a, uh, a commission, an interna international commission over the trade policy of the United States of America. And Mitt Romney voted for it, as well as many other congressmen, unfortunately. Um, uh, you know, maybe there's something positive I can say about Romney. Mitt Romney, so I'll look at this one. The impeachment. There were two counts of impeachment originally in the first impeachment attempt against President Trump. This one was obstruction of Congress. And Mitt Romney said, no, President Trump hasn't obstructed Congress's investigation into whether the, uh, the 2016 presidential election was interfered with by Ukraine or Russia or whatever. Uh, no, he didn't agree with that. Unfortunately, the other impeachment, <laughs> impeachment count, uh, he did agree with. He says, yeah, President Trump has certainly um, been involved in some sort of uh, corruption there. Um, so he said, well, we should uh, vote guilty on that one. So that's, he's, he's kind of playing both sides of things. It seems like that's a history of Mitt Romney. He, he's been present for many of these. He hasn't had a big absentee uh, problem, but he's had a problem with just voting the wrong way against the Constitution. Uh, here's another one. Our, if you consider, consider your privacy something that is uh, important, uh, which we should, that's protected under the Fourth Amendment, 
Uh, he voted the wrong way both times with some, uh, this was uh, something with Senator Rand Paul wanted to limit the uh, foreign, uh, well, I, sh I should know the abbreviation of that. The FISA courts, they, they're supposedly they're only looking at foreign intelligence, but uh, he wanted them to make sure that um, those powers were limited. Well, Mitt Romney said, no, we don't want to limit those things. Uh, so you can go kind of on and on in this, but what I would say is that um, overall, Mitt Romney's not doing so well when it comes to upholding and defending the Constitution of the United States. And that's, that's something that, uh, of course, every person in Utah should be concerned about if they care about the Constitution and their rights and uh, their liberties, but also every American. Uh, there's, a, there's a number of things a person could say about Mitt Romney, but uh, a lot of people like to say, well, okay, I already pretty much understand that Mitt Romney's not that, uh, not the great of a um, representative of uh, constitution or liberty or anything like that. He seems to be this person that's hell bent on, uh, you know, just being anti-Trump. Uh, what do we do about that? Or how do we, uh, how do we address that? Well, um, one of the first things, there's actually two sides to that. Um, some people would bring up the idea, well, should we try to recall him or um, impeach him? Well, under the US Constitution, uh, impeachment is not available. It's, uh, impeachment is something that Congress does. Uh, actually, the House does, and technically the Senate would try impeachments and decide whether to remove somebody. But the uh, congressmen, they're not subject to impeachment. Uh, they're also not subject to recall. Uh, that's something that certain states have done in their state officers, but not we don't have that provision for federal um, officers, and of course not for congressmen. So with Mitt Romney, we come down to a couple of different things. Uh, one is voting him out of office. Uh, his, he comes up for re-election in four years, in 2024. And uh, he's gonna have to come back to the people and say, you know, I'm sorry I kind of betrayed you on all these things, but uh, please send me back for, to office for six more years. Um, that might be a hard sell, depends on how, how long people remember these things or uh, how much they're educated. But um, it comes down to voter education. Are we going to educate people on how Mitt Romney has voted, on his stances on things, or are we not? Uh, it might seem like a kind of a monumental task, and it, it in a sense is, because he's a US Senator representing a, a large area a uh, person might start with uh, somebody, somebody that votes similarly in the, uh, let's say, a congressional district in the U.S. House. Uh, but the same principle applies, that if you get enough people educated on how they vote and good principles of government, then you can, you can sway the elections. Uh, so we have something right here that can be put together. Uh, we are developing right now. Um, I'm not sure how soon it will be out, but some of you might remember the old trim bulletin from uh, back of the day with the, uh, the John Burr Society. That was probably one of the most um, successful programs that we've had because it educated people on actually how their congressmen voted. Mm. Um, very simple. I can bring up uh, an example of that if some, some of you might not be aware of what the trim oh, bulletin Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some of you may. So here's an example. 
we'll just show summer of 2004. Okay, so the Trim Bulletin was, as you can see, quite um, easy to read for the masses, brief, easy to print out and distribute. Some cartoons there, had some brief things on what, uh, what was in the Constitution, how to apply the Constitution, and um, was, was very, very readable there. We'll have something similar to that, hopefully in the near future, from the New American, where you can go to thenewamerican.com, click on Congressional Scorecard, and you'll be able to download a report card similar to the Trim Bulletin for both of your U.S. senators and your state, uh, well, I guess it's uh, congressman or congresswoman. So three people. And that's a, that would be a PDF, and you can print that and distribute it however you want. Of course, you would need to follow, um, be aware of any, any state regulations on, on that. Uh, of course, that would need to be something to be aware of or any disclosures that need to be made. But uh, that way, we can really have an impact. We do have the, the Freedom Index, uh, which is very useful. However, it's probably not um, a publication for mass distribution. Generally, most people, um, unfortunately, won't read that many pages. Uh, so um, that's, that's another thing. Uh, the other side of that, of course, is election integrity. Fortunately, now the John Birch Society has started a campaign, Restore Election Integrity. And uh, that's something that uh, I would encourage you all to, uh, to visit. All you have to do is go to jbs.org slash vote. And you can look up Restore Election Integrity. There's a lot of different things we have here. Park the Motor Voter Act, abolish Help America Vote Act, and go back to paper, increase voter transparency, restate precincts, make it easier to recruit election clerks. There's a number of different things that need to be done. Uh, but as you know, probably this is a very hot issue. I would say, uh, all, if not the top issue that people are concerned about, uh, one of the top issues at this point. So very easy to at least get people excited about, okay, let's work on that. Uh, we've got a couple of tools available at this point and we'll be developing more, but I'll just click on action tools here. So right now we have a reprint of two articles, Restoring Election Integrity. Uh, there's two articles in there from the New American. The booklet, Restore Election Integrity, Hello. Uh, I believe 16 or 17 pages there. Yes. And then we have a number of Slim Jims. Elton, can you uh, mute all of us? Thank you. You bet. Okay. So the number of Slim Jims, these are things to hand out to um, you know, to crowds, to at meetings, uh, they're very brief. You can put your local contact information on there. You can use it as a mailer if you want to put a stamp and an address on there and all that. Uh, so very useful, very easy to use uh, to put in a business size envelope, but we'll have more, um, more materials later. I would say an easy thing to do or relatively simple. Now, easy is of course relative, but <laughs> um, if you get a copy of this, well, either one, either this Restore Election Integrity reprint or Restoring Election Integrity booklet, or you can even read this article, Restore Election Integrity online. 
and you go through the 16 or 17 points they have, you can make that into a slideshow, a PowerPoint, and develop a dialogue to go through. If you, if you have that about 20, 25 minutes and you have it practiced, then you can present that to service clubs or, or different organizations that meet over a lunch period. And they can uh, kind of get a, at least an overview of what we're trying to accomplish. And then you can say, okay, sign up uh, if you want to be connected in some way, give us your email or your, your contact information. Um, let us know if you would like to help out in this, or maybe you give them some literature, whatever it might be. But uh, really good opportunity that way uh, to, and you can sit down, say with your elected official, maybe your state legislator and go through Restore Election Integrity Booklet. Uh, so there's a lot of simple ways to share these things and to build momentum. Uh, one thing we encourage folks to do is consider having a Restore Election Integrity um, ad hoc committee. But the reason I talk about this side of it is of course, if we're going to educate the electorate, whether it's about Mitt Romney or, or anybody else, uh, we also need to make sure that our election process can be trusted, that it's not just going to be changed with a, a little glitch or something like that. So I'd encourage you to kind of go through, um, take a look at this, uh, this webpage, jbs.org slash vote, and uh, see, see what you can uh, share with others and learn because there's, uh, there's some, some opportunity there to really make some change for, for the better and push back on uh, something like HR1 that's being pushed in Congress right now that's trying to um, undermine any efforts to uh, have election integrity. So, uh, so we hit about the 30 minute mark. So I always try to, um, you know, my guess I always try to do that to say, okay, you can open it up for questions. I know everybody probably has uh, comments that, you know, I, I don't think there's gonna be a whole lot of big fans about Mitt Romney, but you never know. Maybe there's something that somebody wants to say, um, I love Mitt Romney or whatever, that's, that's uh, if you do, that's fine, you're welcome. <laughs> but uh, let's open it up for uh, kind of questions and comments. We can discuss things a little bit. I love Mitt Romney. <laughs> I love okay, somebody loves Mitt Romney. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, Alan, the one thing you was discussing about the neo uh, neocons, uh, Newt Gingrich and uh, Condoleezza Rice also made that list. And and uh, speaking about the Boy Scouts, as you know, the Boy Scouts has that uh, lawsuit to sue scoutmasters who abused them. I was a Boy Scout, and back when I was a Boy Scout, I was a Boy Scout. I didn't have to worry about you know homosexual men making moves on me. So that organization would probably be gone. Yeah, it's really unfortunate what's happened with the Boy Scouts of America. They've had pressure from various uh, uh, corporate sponsors on them to try to get them to change, and they, and they did uh, change their uh, membership requirements. And uh, now the, the, the Boy Scouts of America um, membership has gone down significantly, and it's just uh, it's not what it used to be. Let's just say that. Mitt Romney was part of that. Is Mitt Romney uh, a member of the CFR? I know, I think I've heard he wrote a, an article for them. Uh, not that I know of. I haven't seen him on the list of members, but uh, he certainly has been friendly, of course, to their agenda. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote him a letter and he wrote back, uh, a handwritten letter and he wrote back and he said he was uh, a lot of gobbledygook, but he said he's more, more or less showing leadership 
towards uh, making America greater and a bunch of stuff like this, but. Yeah, he's. I think, uh, uh, another question I have, okay. when you approach somebody like Mitt Romney, um, you probably don't want to bring up all the issues that he has. I don't know if that's the right way to influence somebody. Um, on the other hand, I, I feel like he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. And, uh, you know, um, by, by, the, by their works, you shall know them. And we certainly know the works of Mitt Romney. So how would, uh, how would you approach uh, trying to convince Mitt Romney to, to vote in a way that would be favorable to our constitution? Um, at this point, I wouldn't approach Mitt Romney. He's, uh, to me, he's, he's somebody that's not going to be changed for the most part. So it's, uh, it's a yeah. matter of uh, getting people to uh, uh, take a closer look at him, understand uh, good principles, and choose somebody else. Yeah. I, I wish I had a better, <laughs> more optimistic view on that, but no, I, um, yeah. I don't see that happening. Probably a waste of a handwritten letter. Uh, no, no, his, his staff, the thing if, when we contact people, even if we disagree with them, with our letters or our phone calls or emails, is they get a feel for how people, um, how people feel. So if they do want to get reelected, they've got to at least have rhetoric that appeals to those type of people. So, and if somebody else wants to replace that person, they also you know, need to be aware of what, what the political waves are and, and try to ride those into office. So that's something that a, a, you know, a politician has to be aware of. And sometimes they do change their stance on things, uh, but also it's an opportunity for people to say, hey, you know, I'm the person that's going to represent your views better. One thing I noticed um, when we contact our representatives here in Nevada, if you contact them, it, you can tell us their staff responding back. For one, they don't stick to the topic that you're writing on them, writing to them about. And the next thing they do, they try to flood you with all this information that you didn't really want. But they, what they're trying to do is inundate you with all this information to get you discouraged so you won't write back. So just regain your confidence and write back again and, and keep them on topic because they most of the time will not stay on topic. They will not do it. Or should I say their staff won't anyway. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that uh, a number of people have observed that, uh, you know, we just got to be determined. And if they hear from us repeatedly and a growing number of people on this or that topic, they have to take notice and they do take notice. They're very responsive to the people. Um, you know, some you notice how if if there's something, some sort of meme on, let's say social media, and people share it a lot, it gets picked up by people in Congress. They start making those comments. They start talking accordingly, and those those things could be very influential. So there's there's all kinds of things that they're they're watching. They want to get reelected. Most of them do. They want to be uh, curry favorite. There's. And there's people that are honest, of course, even in Congress. <laughs> and I mean, we can like make a lot of jokes about them and about uh, you know lawyers or whatever, right? But uh, they still they 
have to, by nature, whether they're honest or not, uh, good morals or, or bad morals, they have to, if they want to get reelected, they have to be sensitive to what the people want. I've, uh, I've talked to a lot of people there, all seem to be from up north that uh, say they voted for Mitt Romney and didn't realize what he was like until after he got in. And I told him, well, if you just look at his track record in Massachusetts, now he destroyed that state. You, you would have known all about his, uh, his policies about his Romney care and stuff. But all of them that I've talked to that said they voted for him say they ain't going to vote for him again. So uh, we just got to hope that he, that he turn, turns into a stumbling idiot like Biden so he doesn't really uh, destroy us in the next couple of years until we can get him out. Well, He's already done that. Yeah, a lot of people have been woken up by his votes on impeachment. Um, voted guilty twice against, uh, against President Trump. And of course, many people, you know, that wakes them up. Oh, that's an opportunity for us to say, you know, have you looked a little more deeply into Mitt Romney? Have you considered what he's about? What type of uh, direction he's, he would take our country? Uh, so there's, he's not the only politician out there that's like that, that but he's kind of, you might say risen to prominence because he's run for president and then he's become so anti-Trump. Uh, and so many people, by nature, that gets people's attention if you're against the Republican president, I suppose. Okay. I, uh, this, this might be a little bit off the subject, but I, uh, I've, I have the list of all the email addresses of our state uh, senators and uh, House members. And I tried sending a uh, mail merge uh, letter on, uh, I mean, email to them on uh, concerning the Convention of States. And I tried to include that pamphlet that, uh, that's, that's there online, but it, uh, I, 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 uh, my problem is I have, uh, you know, when you have Microsoft Excel and Microsoft Word, and then you try to use uh, a Google account, a Gmail, then it didn't work so well. So, but now we have Outlook. So I think I'm, I've been trying it, and I think it'll, it does better at sending attachments. Uh, do you have a trick to uh, getting your email to send attachments? Eldon? Um, <laughs> not, not really. I just try to send it uh, and attach it. And if it, if it's a file's too large, it'll say we can't send that, but that's, that's all I do. Well, yours, yeah, yours come through. So anyway, Alan Hales uses, uh, sends, uh, uh, uses mail merge and templates to send emails to all of the state senators. So I thought if, uh, if we could get a, a large number of people sending uh, emails to all of our senators, either they're going to shut us all off or maybe they're going to have to listen. Uh, some, some senators say, well, or, or House members say, well, you're not in my district. And Alan Hale's response is always, well, your vote affects me personally. So <laughs> the way you vote is important to me. Yeah, I kind of, you know, same principle can apply to Congress as well. Yeah, uh, we, we need to contact them and make them aware of how we feel about different things. So um, certainly we want to uh, 
those of you that aren't aware, I guess, uh, make sure you go to uh, jbs.org. I can share that again here. Um, and if you click on Act Now, it's a really neat way to contact Congress and your state level officials. So I'll go to federal alerts here and it'll bring up something there. But it has all kinds of alerts and then you can put in your contact information. And after you send an email, so let's say stop radical mass migration bills. Okay, click on that one. And it has a summary of that. It goes into this, this blue box, put in your contact information. After you hit next, you can send it. And then it'll say, do you want to make a phone call? You can click on that. And then it says, well, after you make the phone call, uh, it says, do you want to make a video? And you can make a 30 second video and even send that. And that could really get their attention. So I always encourage folks to not only email, but if you have time, make a phone call, make a video, it takes just a few minutes of your time, uh, really good. So try that out next time and you get one of those, uh, one of those alerts. So you can try it without, just go to jbs.org uh, slash alert. And there's plenty of alerts you can look at there. When you have used the, the video, did you write up what you want to say? So you kind of had to framework what your message is? Yeah, I do, because it only gives you 30 seconds. 30 seconds isn't much time. That's about 60 words. So it's not much. <laughs> Enough to say, my name is, I'm from, please vote for or against this or that, one or two reasons. And you know, thank them for the time. And then you, you can re-record it too, because it's very strict. Right at 30 seconds, it cuts off. So if you're in the middle of a word and it cuts off, okay, re-record, whatever. Okay, are there other questions, comments? Thanks. Thanks for, for this today. It was really nice. I took well, notes thank and you. Appreciate, appreciate it all. You bet, you bet. Happy to do it. Glad you're on. That's always nice. Okay, um, well, I guess I could go on about, uh, about Mitt Romney a while and other, other folks uh, that somewhat similar, but I just wanna uh, thank you for all for being on. Um, Birching the West is kind of something that we get to, get to talk about a lot of different issues. If you have a suggestion for some topics you'd like to talk about, send it to me, let's, let's, uh, let's consider those. Or maybe you'd like to be a guest on Birching the West. Uh, feel free to uh, make a, you know, Send me an email, send me a text, um, give me a call, whatever, and say, hey, I have this idea. We've, we've had the success. Or maybe I have a funny story. <laughs> There's a lot of different things we can talk about. And it's, it really makes it neat so we can bring to life um, the work that we do as um, members of the John Birch Society and folks that, that want to make for a positive change for liberty in the world. So, um, uh, but I guess if there's no other questions, comments, uh, thank you for all, all for coming.
Oh, I think I have maybe one more person that yeah. wants to make a comment. Can you hear me? Let's see. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you have uh, more information on Mitt Romney, I would like to hear it. Okay. Well, um, let's talk about <laughs> Mitt Romney a little bit more. Um, one thing that is, uh, let's see. These are a little, some little notes here, wrote down. Um, Romney, back in, you know, we talked about the Trim Bulletin. Okay, now Romney was not in the, uh, in Congress at the time. He was, uh, I think he was, well, I guess I, I, I should make uh, some statement definitively on this, but when McCain-Feingold, I, I do know that uh, Romney was not in Congress at the time, but he was supportive of the McCain-Feingold idea uh, McCain-Feingold campaign finance reform. That's the reason that we don't have the trim bulletin anymore, or you might say the a big reason because it, it just increased the potential liability. Um, so with the new congressional scorecard, that's gonna be something that's uh, uh, less likely to, <laughs> much less likely. We've been talking with lawyers, making sure we're in compliance with this different federal laws and things, which probably are not constitutional, but uh, such it is. Yeah, it, part of it was struck down. That's one thing that was concerning. Uh, he was for a portion of the uh, cap and trade idea. He's uh, he's been pushing, you know, let's let's reduce our carbon emissions. Something also to be concerned about. Um, he loves murdering babies. Yeah, he's been on both sides. He's he's uh, he's been for this. Uh, some federal proposed laws against abortion while he's come in Congress, but when he was uh, governor of Massachusetts, he was, um, you know, Massachusetts is a different state, as we know. You get elected as a Republican governor in Massachusetts, you have to be pretty uh, liberal. But uh, they, all, of course, Massachusetts also elected um, Ted Kennedy, right? Uh, many times. But um, he was he was kind of on both sides of the issue of uh, of abortion, so it's it's an interesting thing how Mitt Romney has been is saying like most people. Well, I'm personally not for it, but I wouldn't want to legislate legislate against it because some people are 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 for abortion things like that. I think he's on the side that's politically more advantageous at the time. It seems that way. Is the, there's somebody that made a video I know a while back about Mitt Romney, and it, it's it seems like they called it uh, multiple choice Mitt. <laughs> I don't know if that site is still up, but they had video clips of Mitt Romney, and he said one thing on this issue, and then you know not long after that he says the exact opposite, and you're wondering, okay, well what does this guy really believe? What side is he on? Um, but overall, it doesn't seem like somebody that's very uh, well-grounded in, in good principles. If he would, he'd be pretty consistent, but um, only seems to be consistent for globalism and expanding government. Um, it's 
kind of like Festivus. We get to air our grievances about somebody. For those of you that are familiar with the, the Seinfeld skit. All right. Well, certainly um, if, if Mitt Romney is going to be in there another six years or whatever, uh, people are going to have to get get active, get, uh, get involved, uh, make sure that we have election integrity, but also educate the, the voters. Um, now, educating on a statewide basis might be uh, too big of a, a bite to chew for somebody. So they might say, well, how about the congressional level? There's four congressional I, uh, in Utah. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't get any inserts, threaded insert at fast and all. I'm, I, I think I'm going to use uh, a screw that has a really coarse, that one, the first one I showed you, I'll use that. We end up stripping it out. I can always go back and add inserts. There's just no, they have steel okay. ones, they just not the same one. Okay. Maybe somebody's talking about something different. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't use somebody there. Um, so, it, but certainly educating, maybe it's on your state legislative district. That's uh, much more doable. You can say, well, we've, We've got somebody that's pretty good or maybe somebody that's pretty bad and we want to educate people about how they voted in the past. Uh, that's something that many people can do. They can look up how they voted at the state legislative level. Uh, but the same principle applies. And then it can go to a larger area. So, um, but if I encourage all of you to look up the video, it's on YouTube. It's called The Power of 500. It's called the power of 500. All right, well, everybody's got a video about the power of 500, apparently. Um, is that the one by Scott Brown? Uh, Robert Brown is on there. Robert Brown. Yeah. Robert, yeah, Brown. Robert Brown. Excuse me. Yeah. Okay, well. I'll have to, I'll just, if you go to the, um, oh, there we go. Uh, Google finds it. I don't know. Very good video. Uh, Power 500 talks about how with 500 patriots and how he breaks it down. And I can uh, show this to you on notes here as well. I'm sure if you all can see my. Let's see. Okay, that's being shared, right? Okay, we go to the bottom of this here, this page. The last US Senate election in Utah, now this is the primary, you had about 330,000, maybe 340,000 votes that were cast statewide. And in Utah, for the most part, if you win the, the Republican nomination for U.S. Senate, you're probably going to be the next U.S. Senator. Uh, but of course, that means to win, you need about 170,000 or more votes to be nominated. Okay. So how this uh, video, The Power 500, says is that if you have if you distribute the Freedom Index, or it could be, you know, back in the day, the Trim Bulletin, to one household, voting household, it influences the votes of four people on average. So that's a, that's a rough average. 
but if you divide 170,000 by four, you get 42,500. Now, assuming that each person involved in this distribution distributes to 100 voting households, that means that you only need 425 people distributing to 100 voting households on a regular basis, let's say uh, two, three times a year, let's say that, right? And so roughly speaking, if we have 500 activists doing that statewide, then that influences a statewide election. Um, really, but uh, in, the, in the video, he talks about, you know, just doing this on the congressional district level. And, um, but the numbers are pretty similar when you get in a congressional district in a general election, you have about, uh, about 400 votes cat or 400,000 votes cast at the most, you need 200,000 votes to, um, to get elected. So the numbers are very similar. So if you have 500 people doing the same thing, then, then you're, you're pretty well set. You, you've got to, the ability to um, sway the election just by educating the electorate, the voters. Um, of course, that uh, means that you've got to have, if you need to do some work on the election integrity side of things, which has come up recently, that's that's another side of things, but uh, really good video and it breaks it down for you. Okay. I guess everybody was either, either bored by that or stumped. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, gonna unmute you. When it says uh, 500, uh, does that mean uh, five? That means 500 per congressional district, which, if I understand correctly, means a district for a state senator. Yeah, yeah, that's what the video itself talks about in each congressional district. So. Uh, but in certain states like Utah, where you have, basically you have to win the Republican party nomination, that's in a primary election rather than a general election. And of course, more people vote in a general election than a, in a primary election. So really, if you have 500 statewide in Utah, uh, they sh should be able to affect how the voters vote in the primary election. But if you're looking at, let's say, um, the fourth congressional district would be, I think you're part of that, Steve, right? It's, it's a lot of Utah County, Salt Lake County, right? Uh, that one probably will be decided in the general election, which it was in the last election, rather than the um, primary election. So you might look at the numbers there. How, how would the fourth district be affected? But but yeah, the same principle applies. Approximately 500 people, you should be able to um, distribute that many, whether it's uh, going door to door, putting things in um, the newspaper, what have you. There's a lot of different ways to distribute uh, the voting records of uh, the candidates, uh, people that have been in office. Okay, well, looks like we got a lot of, <laughs> a 
a lot of comments. Uh, yeah, glad we could go into a little bit more. If you have any questions or comments, where we're coming up on the uh, top of the hour here. So good that all of you have been on. And I think uh, it was a good topic for today. It's very informative. Even though I know a lot that he's said and done, um, I still don't think I don't think he's gotten over the fact he didn't get Secretary of State. And I think from that point is when he really started going down. But also during the 2012 uh, election season, that last debate he had with Obama and the uh, the uh, moderator actually helped Obama. He was pretty much done after that. Uh, I just think he has a self-esteem problem, to be honest with you. There's it could be a number of things, but uh, yeah, he's he's been uh, seems like he's been trying to find his own way, <laughs> his own route for things for a while. Um, now he's in the Senate. Um, Trump is gone, so what's his role going to be? I don't know, but uh, and it's also a choice of what the what the people of Utah want to do with him. I, I think they're much more aware now, at least, of what he's about uh, to a certain extent, but. Are they aware enough to say, yeah, we want to find somebody else? That's up to us. But yeah, very good comments. All right, well, thank you everyone for being on. And uh, yeah, I guess I should put another plug in. Somebody asked the other day about the billboard. We still are moving forward with that. Uh, look for, um, for, for those of you that are members, look for a, uh, an actual letter in the mail. I got to get that ready. And uh, because a lot of people I think are not aware, but we're, we're about a third of the way there for, for getting a month's worth for the billboard uh, promoting the John Birch Society. So certainly want to, uh, I, I, I'm not a big fan of holding on to other people's money. I don't really want to um, send it back and say, hey, we didn't make it. Let's, let's push through with this and uh, get, get it up because so many people are actually looking right now saying, boy, we need to save America where do I go to do that? If they see a billboard, something, you know, some sort of advertisement at least, um, they're gonna know that, hey, there's somebody out there that might have a plan and they're gonna look into it. And a lot of people just don't know we're out there. We gotta let them know. So thank you all that have helped out with that so far as well. So, all right, well, we will uh, we will sign off for now. Uh, thank you everyone for being on Birching the West. I uh, look forward to the next time. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Willie. Thanks, Ken and Carolyn, Ralph and Elaine. Oh, everyone's gone. <laughs> All right. We'll Thank sign you, Weldon. Really appreciate it. Yeah, lots of fun. All right. Take care.